Law 26, keep your hands clean. You must seem a paragon of civility and efficiency. Your hands are never soiled by mistakes and nasty deeds. Maintain such a spotless appearance by using others as scapegoats and cat's paws to disguise your involvement. Part 1. Conceal your mistakes. Have a scapegoat around to take the blame. Our good name and reputation depend more on what we conceal than what we reveal. Everyone makes mistakes, but those who are truly clever manage to hide them and make sure someone else is blamed. A convenient scapegoat should always be kept around for such moments. Now before everybody clicks off the video, gets mad, writes a comment in saying how that's immoral, whatever, just understand the context it's coming from because I get how people can respond like that. It says a convenient scapegoat should always be kept around for such moments. It's basically saying you, you shouldn't uh, take responsibility um, in the light of an audience for your actions. You should blame somebody else, which is not a common thing to say. It's just not nice. It's just being a dick. But understand the tactic. Understand the context is within. Law 26, keep your hands clean. This is what we're discussing. But I don't agree with everyone makes mistakes. Those who are truly clever manage to hide them and make sure someone else is blamed. Um, I think there is humility in mistake making. I think there is... Actually, I think it goes along with one of these laws. Actually, yeah, it, we haven't done this law. This is one of the last laws. Law 46 is never appear too perfect. If someone never sees you mistake, make a mistake, then that's, well, damn. He's flawless. He's 10 for 10 from the line. He ain't making a mistake. I can't be like him. Damn, he's too, he's too good. I can never be like LeBron. LeBron's, you know what I'm saying? So, don't appear too perfect. You know, you put yourself on this, on this, on this platform, on this hierarchy, that people look at you. They may look at you with a godlike status, but many may look at you with disdain because you haven't shown a side of humility where you where you have made a mistake so that's where I think you can flip around so really for me it's like don't show them all the mistakes show them some be tactful show them all right, all right I'm gonna let this one slide they can hear about this but this one nah I don't want anybody hearing about this mistake this one I'm gonna keep to myself you know what I'm saying observance of the law one at the end of the second century AD there was an imperial minister called Cao Cao and he had uh, just taken over, he had just sieged one of the, a city. And he miscalculated the timing of the supp his supplies he needed for the food to arrive in the capital. He waited and waited and waited, the supplies um, in, the, in the city ran low. People were running low on food. So Tsao was forced to order the chief to reduce the rations of the army. But then his spies soon reported that the men were complaining that he was living well while they themselves had barely enough to eat so it's kind of like a mutiny happening well actually he wants to prevent a mutiny because if people kept talking and it kept spreading then he'd be in trouble so he summoned one of his chiefs and he asked him to a favor he asked him to loan his head to show the truth he basically wanted to use him as a sacrifice as a scapegoat now this he did nothing wrong it wasn't his fault but he pretty much said, but if I do not put you to death, there will be a mutiny. And the chief was beheaded that very same day. But seeing, everybody seeing his head on display, the soldiers stopped grumbling. Because they had someone to blame. And they pretty much accepted his version of who was to blame, preferring to believe in his wisdom and fairness than in incompetence and cruelty. Interpretation. Basically... Cao Cao had two options, apologize 
and give excuses or find a scapegoat. Now, he thoroughly understood the, the power and the significance of appearances in those times. So he couldn't hesitate. And here's the thing, occasional mistakes are inevitable because the, the world is just too unpredictable. People of power, however, are undone not by the mistakes they make, but by the way they deal with them. I feel like people are undone by that very statement. By apologizing, you open up yourself to all sorts of doubts about your competence, your intentions, and any other mistakes you may have confessed. Excuses satisfy no one, and apologies make everyone uncomfortable. No one cares about your excuses. No, no one cares. But really, like, you make all the excuses in the world of why you're not going to do something or why something happened. I don't change anything. Lead by actions. That's what Sao did. Keys to power. This idea of using scapegoats is as old as civilization, civilization itself. Examples of it can be found in cultures all around the world throughout history. Now to understand it, the main idea behind sacrificing is to shift the guilt and sin to an outside figure object. And then that object is banished or destroyed in some way. An example is the Hebrews used to take a live goat, and that's where the, I believe that's where the term scapegoat came from upon which the priest would lay both hands while confessing the sins of the children of Israel having thus had those sins transferred to it the beast would let, let be led away and abandoned in the wilderness so they freed themselves from the guilt by transferring it to a innocent object or person whose death was intended to satisfy the divine powers and banish the evil from the midst because it's an extremely human response to not look inward after a mistake or crime. We look outward to trying to fix blame and guilt on some other object. Obviously, that's, that makes us feel better. It's all about emotion. It's all about manipulating our emotion. Now, yeah, okay, we, we don't sacrifice lambs like commonly throughout our society um, anymore. But the practice kind of lives on symbolically in a lot of ways throughout our society. Because we all know we've learning through this book that power depends on appearances. So those in power a lot of the time can't afford to make mistakes at all or make very, very few. Especially very high power individuals today. Today we're talking very high power individuals. We're not talking like guys on YouTube who even have millions of subs. We're not talking about those guys. They can afford to make mistakes. We're talking about like politicians. We're talking about Barack Obama. We're talking about the prime minister and president or... Uh, chief um, financial minister of your country or, or city, you know? Mistakes in that can equal symbolic death. Symbolic death meaning you can have a whole country hate you or you can, or you can just be kicked out. Now Franklin D. Roosevelt, he, throughout his time, he always had a reputation for honesty and fairness. A lot, of, a lot of the times he had situations where he would have to go against that if he was to get what he wanted. So for 20 years, he had a secretary, Lewis Howe, who played the role of this scapegoat. He handled the manipulation and the dirty little tricks, and as Roosevelt crafted his image through the public, Howe served as a scapegoat, and he didn't complain. So Roosevelt had found himself a complying scapegoat. But here's the thing, if your scapegoat appears too weak and his punishment too cruel, you may end up the victim of your own device. Sometimes you should find a more powerful scapegoat, one who elicts less sympathy in the long run. Or choosing a close associate like Roosevelt did as a scapegoat has the same value and you know you may lose a, a friend or an aide, but in the long term, 
uh, it is more important to hide your mistakes than to hold on to someone who one day will probably turn against you, assuming they do. Besides, you can always find a new favorite to take his place. And this is a very cold approach. This is not me, my opinion. This is quote from the book. Um, I think you could take part to this and apply it as always in every law, but this one is especially controversial and I, I, I like to hear people talk about this one because I know it can get it can get heated. I'm going to quote Ballister Grayson. The word folly means lack of good sense or foolishness. Authority. Folly consists not in committing folly, but in being incapable of concealing it. All men make mistakes, but the wise conceal the blunders they have made, while fools make them public. Reputation depends more on what is hidden than on what is seen. If you can't be good, be careful. If you can't be good, be careful. I say why not both? Part 2. Make use of the cat's paw. In the fable, the monkey grabs the paw of his friend the cat and uses it to fish chestnuts out of the fire. That's getting the, ch the nuts he craves without hurting himself. If there is something unpleasant or unpopular that needs to be done, it is far too risky for you to do the work yourself. You need a cat's paw, someone who does the dirty, dangerous work for you. The cat's paw grabs what you need, hurts whom you need, and keeps people from noticing that you are the one responsible. Let someone else be the executioner or the bearer of bad news while you bring only joy and glad tidings. It's a fable called A Fool and a Wise Man. A wise man walking alone was being bothered by a fool throwing stones at his head. Turning to face him, he said, My dear chap, well thrown, please accept these few francs. You've worked hard enough to get more than a mere thanks. Every effort deserves its reward. So he pretty much paid this man for throwing stones at him. But see, that man over there, he can afford more than I can. Present him with some of your stones, they'll earn a good wage. Lured by the bait, the stupid man ran off to repeat the outrage on the other worthy citizen. This time, he wasn't paid in money for his stones. Up rushed the serving man and seized him, thrashed him, broke all of his bones. In the courts of kings, there are pests like this, devoid of sense. So stupid ass people in today's generation, in other words. Just stupid people. They'll make their master laugh at your expense to silence their cackle should you hand out rough punishment? Maybe you're not strong enough. Better persuade them to attack somebody else who can more than pay them back. Selected Fables, Jean de la Fontaine. It's a perfect example of persuading, of not doing the dirty work yourself and persuading the fool uh, very simply to find someone else and then bas you're basically finding someone else to complete the action you were going to complete but you were not willing to for whatever reason and therefore you do not take responsibility that man does not take responsibility for the thrashing that the fool was given i think it's brilliant i really like that fable keys to power Robert writes, as a leader, you may imagine that constant diligence and the appearance of working harder than anyone else signifies power. Actually, though, they have the opposite effect. They imply weakness. Why are you working so hard? Perhaps you are incompetent and have to put in extra effort just to keep up. Perhaps you are one of those people who does not know how to delegate and has to meddle in everything. The truly powerful, on the other hand, seem never to be in a hurry or overburdened. Now, as, as there's flaws in this, I believe there's flaws in this. The last sentence he said, however, truly powerful, 
never seem to be in a hurry or overburdened, I think there's some truth to that. Because to always be in a hurry, to always be impatient, and to be kind of neurotic in your actions, going from one to the next, to the next, to the next, um, can be seen as crazy. Why are you be saying this fucking crazy by doing that? And, you know, that's how I, I get how, how the truly powerful see more control and patient and adopt more of a philosophic stoic state, if that makes sense. But I disagree that working, the appearance, it's important, the appearance of working harder than anyone else implies a weakness to other people. I disagree. Um, I, I agree that it can um, stimulate questions that peak of curiosity and, and vain, like why are you working so hard? Like, may, yeah, maybe you're trying to cover something up. I agree that that can happen, but I don't think that really matters in the scope of things. In the end, your actions will prove all of that wrong if you are living true to your values and if you're authentic and if you're successful in the end. And a perfect example of an individual in our today, uh, entrepreneur, philanthropist, investor, Gary Vaynerchuk, type his name in Google, I've talked about him before. Um, He's basically documenting his whole life now. He's now documenting pretty much nearly every day of his life in what's called the Daily V, okay? He has somebody, he has one of his um, employees walking around with him everywhere he travels around the world, recording him, chopping up the video, making incredible videos, and is documenting his 16-hour workdays, his 18-hour workdays, right? From 5 a.m. when he wakes up to go to the gym or play basketball to midnight or or whatever time in the morning to when he's finishing his last meeting, okay? Now, you can see how hard he works, plain and clear, and he loves that. And he talked about the fact that, man, imagine if we got to see like a LeBron James from 13 years old, from 10 years old, documented all the way up in today, like like nearly every day of the grind, of the work. see that process would be absolutely incredible. I don't think we have that um, from from a celebrity superstar athlete from that young age. So with that being said, I think him showing himself work so hard is inspiring. And you just read the comments of it. You see it. You see the responses. You see how he talks about it. I don't think it implies weakness. I think it implies strength. And I'm not sure exactly where Rob is trying to come with this. Uh, but... I just think it's the opposite. I get the cat's paw thing. I get how don't always dive into the fire. Maybe get someone else to dive into the fire for you. But, you know, you're going to see it. I work fucking hard to, to, to get where I am and to 
be able to do everything I do to be the person I am today. You guys don't see anything. If you guys don't, if not, guys aren't on the social on my social media, which is only a small portion. But if you guys don't even see that, you guys don't really see much at all. If you just see these videos, you're gonna see everything behind it. But I tell you, I've worked fucking hard as shit to get everything I've gotten, do everything I've done from 15 to all the way up to what I'm what I'm doing now. And I have no hesitation in saying that. I don't think it implies weakness. Reversal. The cat's paw and scapegoat must be used with extreme caution and delicacy. There are They are like screens that hide your own involvement in dirty work from the public. If at any moment the screen is lifted, and you are seen as the manipulator, the puppet master, the whole dynamic turns around, your hand will be seen everywhere and you will be blamed for misfortunes you may have had nothing to do with. If you have to use a cat's paw or a scapegoat in an action of great consequence, be very careful. Too much can go wrong. It is often wise to use such dupes in more innocent endeavors where mistakes or miscalculations will cause no serious harm. Finally, there are moments when it is advantageous to not disguise your involvement or responsibility, but rather take the blame yourself for some mistakes. It is the ploy of the king who makes a show of his own sacrifices for the good of the people, and that is what I was trying to get at before. Law 26. Keep your hands clean.